Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe and consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Happy holidays, Sense of Soul listeners. I'd love to give you an opportunity to win a transformational quantum healing hypnosis session with the lovely Jennifer Mitchell. From the Soul Experience and the host of the Soul Traveler podcast, all you have to do is go and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to Sense of Soul and leave me a review. Now, if you've already left a review on Apple, you can also go to Sense of Soul's YouTube and leave a comment under the clip of my most recent episode with Jennifer Mitchell. From there, you will take a screenshot of your review or comment and then tag Sense of Soul with your screenshot on Instagram at Sense of Soul SOS. There will be a drawing of everyone who participated and I will announce the winner on Sense of Soul's podcast on New Year's Day. So good luck. I'm super excited to welcome again, Jennifer Mitchell. I did an episode with Jennifer late spring. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you should go back and listen because I was blown away. Jennifer and I did a session of QHHT. And I'm serious, it was probably one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. I'm telling people this all the time because I think everyone should experience it. And I think with Jennifer, because I've actually had other sessions, but I've never had one quite as amazing. And her and I have become friends. And I'm super excited to have her back on to tell us about what she's been up to, because she is finally using her voice, getting out there. And she's here to tell us about her her new podcast, which is amazing. So welcome, Jennifer. Shanna, thank you so much for having me back on the show and for such a fabulous introduction. I'm truly honored to be here with you today. And the Soul Traveler podcast is really inspired by my work as a quantum healing hypnosis practitioner because we are essentially connecting to the soul in our sessions. It has many names, higher self, intuition, conscious, but it is all one and the same. And then when we do these beautiful, magical sessions, we go on some incredible journeys. And part of the session is past life experience. So the sessions that I have with my clients and these profound stories is what's really inspired the name of the soul traveler. We talk all about quantum hypnosis on the podcast, past life regression stories, but it goes so much beyond that. Anything that most people probably don't want to talk about, I'm going to raise my hand and want to chat about it. (laughs) From alien abductions, ancient civilizations, sacred geometry, for someone from Mandela effect, because I have a lot of questions about that. (laughs) And my work has just really inspired me to, to talk about this incredible modality of healing. When I think of soul traveler, that is kind of what you're doing. You are traveling out of this dimension, this 3D realm that we live in, 
and you are going into another space. And this space really isn't as foreign as people think. I think people think it's going to be really hard to get there, but we do this when we're daydreaming or in our dream world. I even think, and maybe I'm wrong, it's imagination as well. Because like when I'm reading a book, you know, and I can visualize what I'm reading, I'm actually leaving the 3D and going into a dimension that is within my mind. Absolutely. And then imagination is a big part of it. And not to say that we're making it up, but when we are experiencing the freedom of our imagination, we are unbound by the analytical mind. The analyzer does not interfere in that space. And so, yes, when we are joining into the quantum realms and we're partnering with our subconscious, our soul, whichever word you want to use, to go exploring the previous lifetimes or even what we do in between lifetimes, we do invite the imagination to come in because we find that that pushes aside that need to question, like, what is going on? What am I doing? Is this real? We don't want to engage with that part of the mind. So yes, imagination plays a big part of it because it influences the creativity, which gives us freedom to just relax and surrender in the space. You know, when I was going through my whole Gnostic journey and uncovering all of the allegories of the divine feminine, I remember that it felt as if I was going back in time. Like I was going in like a time machine that I was time traveling literally. And I would go back into this place that was foreign to me. Like I'd never seen this version of maybe Jesus or the stories that I was reading. And then I'd come back into Mm -hmm. this realm and into the reality, into the awareness of the present moment. And I was like, holy crap, they don't even know about this. They don't know about this other place or this other scenario, this other narrative. But it really was, I felt like I was soul traveling. (laughs) Thank you for touching on that because that's one of the things that Dolores Cannon chatted about. And she's really what inspired my awakening and my entire journey and my whole shift. I could talk forever about Dolores. Uh, If listeners are not familiar with her, look her up. But Dolores Cannon was able to uncover a lot of facts and data and things about history that have been, you know, hidden from us. And, you know, she called herself, like she said, she was like in a sacred search for the truth or for knowledge. And she was able to author all of her books through the subconscious minds of her clients. And I tend to find that too, like things will come forward in sessions that don't quite match up necessarily with our version of history that we've been told. And people ask a lot too, like how, you know, past life regression is real. There are ways that we can validate stuff depending on the time and date that somebody regresses back to. If it's a more modern era or time, we can absolutely validate it. Also the feelings and the details. So to your point, I've had a lot of people go back and recall things in history that that make me question the validity of, of everything that we know and in this realm or this dimension. And actually, some of my listeners may remember if they've been following me a while, I actually was able to validate something within my ancestral journey with a past life regression that I had with an actual person. Finding that person was not only in my past life regression, but then later finding out that he is actually a DNA relative of mine. And we were underneath the same lineage 
with the same scenario, like the same life going on. It was so insane. And to me, really validated and proved that it was a real thing. But And then in this life also, so many synchronicities and things that also validated it. You know, a lot of times yeah. they say children until the age of seven or five or whatever it is will recall past lives and they validate it. And they've got that one show on Netflix, all of these children who have recalled past lives and then they go and prove that mm. they indeed were talking about real people and validating it with these people's families. Yeah. It's amazing. So many stories. You know, I'm a very mm. practical person. And so when I go through a regression session with a client, sometimes I want to try to validate myself. And I tried to debunk one. <laughs> one time I was like, what? This, this, you know, I got I to look this up. Not necessarily debunk, but I wanted to validate it. And I tried. And I, I tried to prove like this couldn't be. Or when I did my research, <laughs> I found out quite the contrary, that everything aligned. So I had a woman who came to me and she regressed to a lifetime as a he and they were in the revolutionary war and she was scared and she was young. She had just turned 18 and was in this war with her childhood friend. So when we regress back, she's, you know, breathing very heavily and she tells me she's scared and she can smell gunpowder and there's bodies everywhere and very vividly recalling this scene. And I'm like, it's okay. You know, we can observe it just like a movie. Nothing needs to be uncomfortable. So she relaxes into the scene and we're talking about, you know, some of the stuff and how she's hiding and she wants to run and she wants to flee, but she was so scared because they would come after her and they'd kill her if she fleed. She is a he. So we move forward and her best friend that she's in this war with this time when we move forward, it had been a little bit of time. I want to say it'd been like almost a year, maybe a little, it'd been some time had passed and her best friend gets shot and killed in front of her. And she starts to cry and she starts to sob again. There's an mm -hmm. indication when the emotion and the connection is so strong. And as he's dying, he gives her this button. She, I was like, well, tell me about this button. Cause I figured it's significant. She's like, he's giving me a button. And she's like, it's a silver button. And it has the Roman numeral 11 on it. And he used to use it to comfort him, much like a child rubs a blankie, keep this button in his pocket and he'd rub it and he'd rub this button when we're fighting and like when he's scared or at night. And, you know, we went through, you know, so much of the scene where, you know, they're hungry, tired, cold. They didn't even know what they were doing. The leadership wouldn't tell them why they were fighting, where they were going. So this button ended up playing a big part of the story. And she described the uniforms to me as well as light blue with a red sachet with the buttons going down, the silver buttons, and then the white pants. And I was like, that's okay. So I took note of these things. She ended up, you know, uh, fighting the rest of the war as, as the he and then moving on into life and getting married. So after, I was like, this button thing is kind of interesting that it came through with the Roman numerals. So I went to go prove it wrong. Like I was thinking, like, that, why was the number 11 yeah. on there? So I started researching. <laughs> sure enough. It's actually a blog. I did a blog post on it on my website and I put the picture. There's the uniform with this light blue jacket with these silver buttons going down them, the little red sachet and the white pants. I'm like, holy hell, this is the exact thing that was described. And yes, and it actually, which is very interesting is the article called out the button. Which wow. I'm like, that's weird. Like, why is this button so important? Called out the button. And yes, the Roman numeral 11 is on the button to signify the 11th. Wow. Infiltrate. 
That's, yeah. Where'd that <laughs> come know? from? Right. Somewhere yeah. deep within her soul. Exactly. So, you know, I've had stuff like that happen too, where like, you know, in past life regression, like I didn't even know what Franciscan nuns were. And and actually I didn't even know the word actually came out more Francisco nun. <laughs> and then, you know, putting it together with, you know, I had this mute monk as a spirit guide that would show up. And when I looked at him, I knew what he, he was wearing. He looked like a friar. And it wasn't until years later that I learned that that is what Franciscan monks would wear. And then learning that, you know, taking a vow of silence is likely why he was a mute monk. And that was a very common thing for them to do. So like putting together the pieces and investigating a little bit, I think helps validate it as well. I'm smiling so big right now because I completely forgot about something until right now. When I did my first quantum healing session, I was a monk and I hated it. And I was very sad because my parents had forced me into being a monk and I was getting bullied, (laughs) getting bullied by these other monks. And I would walk this garden and talk to the hummingbirds in secret because I couldn't talk. Under the regression, I said, I'd want to leave this place. I hate it here. This isn't the life I wanted to live. I was forced into it. My only friends were the hummingbirds. But I forgot that I regressed. Holy heck. Well, guess what? So I figured that the nun had to be connected somehow because they were both Franciscan and it was the same like time period, Mm. right? And I, in my regression as a nun, I was put there by my family, by I think my husband or something. And I did not want to be there. Mm. And I wanted to get out. In fact, I made the art of the scene that I had where it's like this big giant window, but there's no glass. So it's just a big opening. And I'm looking over and Mm. it's just greenery. It's just all green. And I knew it was Austria for some reason, (laughs) which I don't know why. But I was miserable there and I was so thin and so skinny because what I ended up finding out is the Franciscans were so severe in their vows. So vow of poverty of not eating and the vow of silence, that was very common. But I was miserable and I was not there on my own decision. I never got to find out the connection between them two, but I always wanted to go back. Maybe we'll have to go back and figure out if we can find a connection. (laughs) And I was dressed, you know, a monk like a fire and walked through the garden. And like I said, I was talking in secret to the hummingbirds. So I didn't get caught. And it's interesting to know that we were both put into that situation by members of our family and we didn't want to be there. All of this stuff, you know, I, I said it in two seconds, but literally took few years to put those things together. And so, you know, I, my suggestion is always even the most ridiculous thing that may not sound significant at the time or makes any sense, like journal about it or to keep that thought because sometimes mm-hmm. later on down the road, maybe in a dream or another regression or just by talking to somebody else and putting together pieces. And that's the beauty about past life regression. And if anyone listening has ever like really experienced one is the feeling, yes. the thoughts, like. I Me can too. see this clear as day as if it was my own childhood Same. memory. And 
that kind of sticks with me. It makes me think like, my goodness, you know, right. how many lives, you know, has my soul been on? You're right. It seems like a memory of this life. Mm-hmm. so clear, just as if you're remembering something in your own life. It's not like a story that you've heard or even a movie that you've seen. Mm-hmm. It's different. There's an yeah. emotional connection. There truly is. And that, again, emotions for me also mm-hmm. validate as well. The thoughts, the feelings. People sometimes will come out of it and they're like, oh my God, I really miss my spouse. I miss my children. I've had people come out and they, they're crying because they miss their children. And I'm, or, you know, they realize that their kids in the previous life are their kids now. Or we find, you know, a lot of connections with the soul family. Sometimes brothers and sisters switch roles and become parents and dads. Or So yeah. it's very interesting. I want to play a clip of my regression right now with you. And then afterwards... I'm going to explain why I think it might be significant to something I discovered afterwards. There are people here to get David. Why? Because they say this is no place for him, but he has to go and be with my father. Why can't he stay with you? Because this is not his place. What about you? They don't want me. They only want David. Why is that? Because he is an heir. I am not. There's other women with me now. They make the linens and garments. And we do well financially now. But without David, we won't do as well. Why is that? Why is David important to that? Because he is a man. No one will do business with us without David. Can you talk to your father? My father will make fun of me. Why? Working like a man. What does your father want you to do? To be a woman. To be a wife. Is there anybody that you're betrothed to or that he wants to betroth you to? Yes. How do you feel about that? I won't. I won't do it. Why? Because I don't need a man. I have a business and a home. And I have friends. And all that will go away. This man wouldn't let you keep your business or help you with your business? I don't think women are to have businesses. Yeah. David was the face of our business. We've now moved forward to an important day in this lifetime. I think I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh. Yeah, (laughs) that is an example. So a few weeks back, like Kensley is obsessed with Shein, Shein, whatever the hell it's called, is clothing, you know, that's like $5. You get like like 10 pairs of clothes for like 30 yeah. bucks. It's crazy. But she she loves yeah. it. Kensley has it on her phone. So she sends me, okay, I want my Shein order. And I'm like, <laughs> so I'm looking and I see something pop up and it's a, it's a, it's a black sweatshirt. And on the front of it, it says Proverbs. 3125. And it says, she is strong. Now, my first thoughts, um, 
I know that Proverbs um, 8.22 is really referencing Sophia, wisdom, the goddess of wisdom, and her being at the beginning of creation. So I was curious about the sweatshirt. And so I actually did order it. And But I wanted to know what was Proverbs 31.25. And shortly after reading, I sent all this to Jennifer. <laughs> And, and and maybe this is a scripture <laughs> that most people know. It's one that I don't know. And actually, there's very little evidence around who actually this person is they're referring to. So what it says is, she is far more worth than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family. She portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hands, she folds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed She is clothed in fine linens and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land, but she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed in strength with dignity and she can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you suppress them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her work bring her praise at the city gate. I have goosebumps all over right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that really aligns with everything that came through in your session. We didn't know who she was. No, but you know it was back at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was during that time. And yes, and she sold the garments and she supplied the garments. And that's like really interesting right there. And she was so strong for a woman. And she kind of had to hide her strength a little bit because during that time or during that era, if I recall, women weren't really allowed to to lead or to even be a merchant. So she would make the garments and sell the clothes, like on you know under the table. Yeah, had her, to have brother her brother was like her brother, the and then face for them to be even to do the work. Her younger yeah. brother. That it's really, really interesting. Yeah. I could talk for days about this stuff because, you know, the subconscious mind and what it has access to retrieve and pull forward 
it's just unlimited and we can go back and, you know, verify stuff or, you know, try to connect the dots. It's just amazing. Like, go on, Even if it's not this it. exact woman, it's an example of her. Yeah. Right. I mean, it is probably one mm-hmm. of many, but here I didn't know this story. I, I did not know this scripture. I didn't know. And I was so connected to the story because I mean, it's like a memory, right? We just said that. So then when I'm reading this, it was like I was reading her story, but probably one of many stories just like her. It just gave mm-hmm. it validation. It just really did for me. Yeah, it really does. I mean, and that's, you know, so, so much validation, but it just goes again. It's a testament of how incredible and powerful, you know, this type of work truly is, uh, you know, it's life-changing and not only the past life regression, but what comes through in the other parts of the session too. You know, people can tie that to, you know, other, you know, scenarios in their life and and things like that. It's not like you're telling them anything. This is coming from their higher self. This is coming from them. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the reasons I stepped into this work, right, is because, I love the fact that everything coming through, everything being said is coming through through the client. As a practitioner, I'm really on the sidelines. I make the connection. I ask a lot of the fact-finding questions, but the answers, the stories, the the healing, when the body scans, excuse me, when the mind scans the body from head to toe and it says, you know, there's a problem in the liver. There's, you know, the kidneys, you need to be detoxed or I'm finding this or I'm finding that. I'm not sitting there connecting with somewhere or someplace and telling people this at all. It's coming from within themselves. And your higher self isn't trying to scam you. So everything that comes through is legitimate. It is real. And that is the reason why I chose this line of work is because it is something that you know you can trust. And I've seen the miracles. I have a friend I had her on my podcast and she was stage four lymphoma and the doctors gave her six months and she ended up doing quantum healing. She's a fellow practitioner. She did, I think we did four sessions and then she did like two other sessions with other healers and she mm-hmm. is symptom free because the power of the subconscious mind, we have barely begun to tap into its capabilities and what it mm-hmm. can do. And I see it time and time and time again. That is one of the reasons I love it yeah. so much, this work. Well, I, I mean, I definitely look forward to another session with you. And if I ever finish my book or ever free up any free time for myself, I would even love to learn learn this, which you also um, teach yeah. past life regression. What's your hope for your podcast and what, what do you have going on in the future that you see? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. So really right now my goal is I really want to work on growing the podcast, reaching as many people as I can because the message is so powerful and there's so much going on in the world. And I want people to know that we need to look internally, right? We need to utilize and step into our internal navigation to help us navigate through all the bullshit of society. And that's a lot of really what also, you know, quantum healing is about is inward you know, seeking knowledge inwardly and stepping inside yourself. So definitely, you know, getting my podcast out there. From there, I want to work with people on a broader scale. So I do, of course, the one-on-one sessions, but I'm also wanting to create a community 
where we come together weekly, uh, quantum transformation, like society, where we come together weekly and we do group regressions and we work on various aspects of our life to quantum jump timelines. And it would be, I don't want to say the word coach because there's a lot of coaches out there. What I want to do is something completely different that has never been done before. I want people to partner with their higher self and their higher self will be the one guiding and coaching them through this life. Because again, all the answers are internal. So I'm really working on kind of putting that together and fine tuning some of the pieces of the quantum transformation society, but it is something that I'm going to move forward with. That sounds amazing. And you know, my listeners really liked you because you end up connecting with a lot of them. And I heard nothing but good from the people who did. And I love that so much. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been connecting so much with my listeners. I just feel like, you know, we really truly are all divinely, you know, like whoever's listening right now, like you are supposed to hear this and we're supposed to all be in this moment together right now. It's just so divine. We are one. Yeah. And it's just when you are so present with the journey, there's so much synchronicity. There's so many signs. There's so many opportunities to make those quantum jumps. And I feel like mm-hmm. right now, more than ever, like discovering who your soul is, like what your purpose is, who you are, not just in this body, throughout many lifetimes. You know, what's the evolution? of you, you know, is so important to, Mm. to figure that out right now. And this is a great way to do it. It truly is. It addresses every aspect of the mind, body, soul, you know, again, past life regression is a huge part. We also do the between life exploration. And as you know, Shanna, (laughs) there's some real interesting stuff that comes through in the between life exploration. We go to some of the most profound places and stuff just it's been coming especially right now with the transition that is going on we're Mm -hmm. going through this awakening i'm having some very interesting sessions a lot of different stuff coming through life's on other planets people you know recalling being in different forms other than human you know the self-healing that's happening in sessions and you know i think my favorite part though i really do is at the end when people can ask the questions and you can ask those questions to your higher self and it verbally responds you're not going to get more sound advice ever in your life than you are directly from yeah. your soul you know people ask the number one question is what is my life's purpose and i feel so fulfilled you know, as a practitioner, like I know I'm doing the work for humanity. When somebody asks that and I read that off and under hypnosis, their higher self responds and says, you know, Shanna's life purpose is this, this, and this. She needs to go do this, this, and this. I know that I'm I'm aligned with my path and helping others. Wow. So wow. you've been such a blessing in my life. You know, we've become great friends. I definitely think we had past yeah. life, you know, together before, whether or not you were my monk or <laughs> How is your nun? However, that is. Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> Maybe we rode dragons together. Oh. You sent me that dragon post today. That was- could you know be many things, but yeah, I mean, Jennifer is one of those people mm-hmm. that if I do find something weird or interesting, she's one of those people I can send it to, and she'll actually vibe with me and get it. <laughs> Not think I'm bananas. Yes, please. 
Yeah. I love all that stuff. You know, people want to say it's a conspiracy, but in this day and age, I yeah, true. I mean, game. guy's oh the limit. God. We've been sold so many <laughs> fairy tales, but you know, you know, and you know, I think yeah. we also have discernment, both of us. You know, we don't like jump to it right away. Like, oh, that's true. You have to do your homework because I'm sure there's a lot of false stuff going on out there. False news, false news, fake news, fake news. Mm-hmm. But tell yeah. everybody where they can follow your journey. So that way, when you do begin to do these groups mm-hmm. um, or this society that you're putting together, um, mm-hmm. that they'll be able to, you know, hop on board and, and join. Absolutely. So if you want to listen to my podcast, you can connect with me there at the Soul Traveler podcast. I am streaming on all major platforms. I am on social media, mostly Instagram, and I do love TikTok. <laughs> and my handle is I am Jennifer Mitchell on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want to learn more about quantum healing, you can feel free to go sightseeing on my website, which is thesoulexperiences.com. And experiences is plural. And with that note, I do feel called to leave listeners with something that's been kind of coming up that I want to say. We just kind of you alluded to it about false news, false news, false news. And in a society today when there's so much going on that we just don't know what to trust or believe. And it seems like everything that we read, you know, we want to believe. And then there's 10 articles or something to dispute it. So that's really the time that we need to step into our intuition. It's really important that we lean internally and we trust the feelings that we have because our intuition in this society today, it's the only guiding light that we truly have. You kind of just touched on that a little. So I felt called to say that you know, about looking inside when there's so much fakeness out in the world. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, good reminder. It's so true. Mm. And more will be coming. <laughs> I'm sure of it. I'm very proud of you. I'm proud of your podcast. It's just amazing. It's doing very well Ooh. for just a, a newborn podcast. You've had amazing guests, even some guests that I took off of her because they were so amazing. <laughs> and so yeah, for you. Thank you. Thank you for all your support. And I just love your listeners too. And I hope that they really enjoy this episode. So check out your podcast, Soul Traveler. And of course, that'll be in the show notes. And also, Jennifer is an affiliate. So go to the affiliates page on sensofsoulpodcast.com and you can find her link under the Network of Lightworkers affiliates page. Thanks so much, Jennifer, for joining me. I love you dearly, my soul sister. Mm. Yes, my soul sister. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul Podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.